On Valentine's Day weekend 2018, Disney released the 18th movie in its sprawling, interconnected Marvel Cinematic Universe. The studio had made billions taking risks on lesser-known superheroes, starting with Iron Man, whose name recognition was practically zilch when Robert Downey Jr. donned his metal suit and revealed his secret identity in 2008, and making them household names. In their latest gamble, Marvel gave the reins to a young black director, filled 95% of the film's cast with black actors, and set the bulk of the movie in Africa. While the titular superhero had been introduced and enthusiastically embraced by fans in Captain America Civil War, Marvel still wondered and worried whether audiences would flock to theaters as they had to their other films in an increasingly racially divided America and world. They needn't have. Even with its unusual mid-February release, the movie became the highest grossing superhero film to date and garnered Marvel its first Best Picture Oscar nomination. And its star, the late Chadwick Boseman, left an impression on adults and kids of every race and culture that will endure beyond any cinematic universe. We're the two Gomers, we're talking Black Panther, and this is Perfect Movie. Perfect Movie, a podcast hosted by two regular guys who went from couch to marathon, and now they're making their way back to the couch again. This is Anthony speaking, one of those two aforementioned gomers coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, joined as always by my friend Steven, all the way out in Flagstaff, Arizona. Hey, dude. Hey, man. How's it going? Pretty good. Got some <laughs> uh, mixed feelings about this app. Okay. Yeah, first of all, I'm so excited mm-hmm. to do a Marvel movie. Yep. Um, we're coming up on a year, dude. Wow, yeah. For perfect we're movie. Up, yeah, I've got my five-year journal, uh-huh. which we've talked about a bunch of times. And I saw, like, last week, um, Stephen and I had a long conversation about perfect movie. <laughs> Was it good or bad? <laughs> That's all I said. I said, like... Yeah, like, long conversation... I think that was it. Long conversation with Steven about Perfect Movie. And then I think it said, um, curb your enthusiasm. I always say that. Like, don't get too excited about it. Oh, I see. And don't get too worried about it. Okay. You know what I mean? So that that sounds like we were still in the, is this actually going to happen stage. Yeah. I, okay. I think we knew it. But, I mean, we, we knew it was going to happen. We knew it was going to be a lot of work. Yep. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. We didn't know... We were all going to be living at home, <laughs> like <Yeah>. obviously. <laughs> I think I think it's more work than we thought it was going to be. So yeah. when a movie like this comes up, this is Steven's choice, actually. By the way, uh, today, yep. and so finally a Marvel movie after almost a year. Mm-hmm. So excited to talk about MCU, uh, Black Panther today, and then yep. um, the 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 mixed feeling comes in like this. I had actually this movie scheduled out for February of yes. 2021 because right. I thought, because 
we with Bill and Ted and Hamilton and Mac and me, even we were like <laughs> actually releasing things in a timely manner, like close to release dates and things like that. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, oh, let's keep doing that. So I'll put Black Panther out to February when it was released. Yeah. Um, and that will make sense. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, a week ago, less than a week ago, Chadwick yep. Boseman died. Yep. Um, and and both of us were just like, we have to we have to do Black Panther. Yeah, we've like, got to pivot. Yep. We have to change the schedule. Yep. Um, you know, we make the schedule so that we can change it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Um, but this just felt like we have to do this. And yeah. um, I mean, one of the things you and I have talked about tons of times. Mm-hmm. It's not that I'm not a Marvel fan. Right. I'm sure there are people that have listened that are listening to this that haven't seen a single Marvel movie. Yeah. I'm sure there are people that have listened to this that have seen all of them, maybe all of them a bunch of times, and they've seen all the ancillary, you know, things that are on streamable <laughs> devices and whatnot. Um, yeah. So what you're saying is there are Anthony's listening and there are Stevens yep. listening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I represent the me, the we've been watching so much Bill and Ted, the us, the me. The, the, uses. the uses, right? <laughs> yeah. um, and and so what I mean by that is, if you if you're a longtime Gomer listener, you know that I went to see Avengers not knowing any of the characters. Basically, I didn't know who the Hulk was. I, I and it's not that I don't like superheroes. Right. It's just like I'm not super into it. Uh-uh. And then I feel like I'm so far behind. Right. That um, is the that, curse of Mar- the um, the Marvel right. Cinematic Universe. Is yep. that if you ever want to see Endgame, right. which I'm going to talk a little bit about, mm. that's like that's the 23rd or 24th or 28th or something movie in this series. Jeez. And so um, I remember playing a clip for you on the Bill and Ted episode where you're yeah. like, I want to see that so bad. And in the, totally. the back of my mind, I'll play another clip for you today. In the back of mine, I'm like, it, it just won't. I mean, the first Avengers. <laughs> You were like, oh, he's the Hulk about three quarters of the way in. Right. Um, So I just can't even imagine what that would be like. So even though this, even though doing Black Panther today was both of our idea, I think it makes sense that it would be a Stevens choice because you saw this movie for the first time last night. Right. Right. So we did. We sort of chose this movie together, but not really. I mean, I, I've seen it four or five times. I know all the characters. I'm connected to some of these things, and I saw the 21 freaking movies that led up to it. Right, right. Well, and you've got teenage boys. Yes. You know, like you guys have been a superhero Lego family for the right. last 16 years. Yeah. And I. Um, not that my girls wouldn't like superheroes. I'm just like not super into them, so I haven't really introduced them to them. Um, right. We did watch some of Black Panther yesterday, uh-huh. and all the guns started coming out, and I was like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Like, for for some reason, like lasers, laser swords, yep, all that kind of stuff doesn't. Yep. We're just like, yep, it just seems fake. It just seems, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, like uh, we so, know. So like, just, it was like that for video games for us. Like mm. with first person shooters, right? For when they were smaller, yeah. lasers were okay. And so they could play Star <laughs> right. Wars games or space right. games. Sure. Or killing aliens was fine. Right. 
Yeah. Um, and then it took us a while until they were older for us to be okay with um, first-person shooters that all their friends were playing. You know, sure. and so we totally get the lasers versus bullets thing. Well, even you know that that's a quote I wrote down. Shoot, it's it's on my note somewhere. They were saying guns so primitive. Uh huh. That was I an incredible line. line. Yes. Like, I and I can't it. wait to talk about some of that. Like the feel of like this indigenous mm-hmm. um, kind of like old feel, yet they're more technologically advanced. I mean, okay, so uh, so I'm like lit up about this movie right now, and I think okay. this is a good. Um, operating uh, way of doing business, uh, mo method yeah. of operation for for Gomer One here, mm-hmm. me, the the good robot uses, um, <laughs> because I I watch it and then I want to talk about it immediately. So that's the way I feel. Um, right. but it's completely new. Like I was uh-huh. texting you throughout it last night. Like what? Yeah. Bilbo's yeah. in this? What? <laughs> like <laughs> you know? Like um, so uh, yeah. So we'll we'll talk about that stuff. Um, and then, okay, so actually our family did a little bit of a Chadwick Boseman, um, celebration. Right. Okay. Like, uh, film, what do we call that again? We've talked about it before. Sure. If you do like a marathon of movies or something or like a, yeah, yeah, I I know what you mean. Film festival. Okay. All right. A Chadwick Boseman film festival. Now that sounds great to me. Oh man. Like I, I, so I, you know, if you're tuning into this. Uh, because you searched for this episode, yeah. I'm really new to all this stuff. And so mm-hmm. I haven't seen a whole lot of Chadwick Boseman. On Friday, uh, actually, I, w- I turned my phone off on Fridays. I woke up Saturday morning to our friend Chad, the Chad. Mm-hmm. And he just said, F2020. <laughs> a very just said, the Chad text for sure. Right. Just like 2020 sucks. Yeah. And it was the 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 headline, I think, mm-hmm. from Twitter or something like that. Chadwick Boseman had passed away, uh, and I'm like, oh, obviously heavy. But I mm-hmm. didn't. I he wasn't like um, an actor that I super knew super well. So this right. last week, I've been listening to podcasts and mm-hmm. watching his movies, and he's now like one of my favorite people ever. Yeah, I know. Isn't that weird? That, my that goodness, you're like, I never heard of this guy, and then you yep. see a video of him crying about. Mm people who haven't seen his movie because they died of cancer when oh. he had cancer. Yeah, and you're like, dude. I think this is the best man <laughs> like F- yeah. ever seen. Yeah. 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 I know. Um, I, I, and so you, you, what did you watch? Did you watch 42? Watch 42. Okay. Um, and then I watched a ton of clips. Like the only thing we fully screened, Right. Um, from start to finish with the whole family was 42. Okay. Um, and then like a bunch of interviews and clips and yep. and stuff on YouTube and um, and listen to a bunch of his interviews. Uh, like I, the Bill Simmons interview, um, Bill Simmons podcast, that interview basically right. just, I don't know, he was as an artist. Um, I loved the way he was as an artist, like so humble. Yep. So like, I'm just going to learn my craft. Doesn't want to be a superstar. Yep. Yeah, pretty pretty great. I have to say, forty two, unbelievable. Yeah, um, incredible movie. I didn't know a whole ton about Jackie Robinson. That's mm-hmm. you know, it's another thing about this whole new endeavor. We're you know, we're trying to learn other stories. I, I yeah. knew who he was, but mm-hmm. I didn't know that much of his story. And uh, I wonder if any other parents have watched that movie with their kids, and their kids were like, "Wow, this N word, yeah, is happening a lot." Yep. And so, like, that was an interesting way thing to navigate. Yep. 
with little totally. kids. Yeah. Because like it was in there a lot. Yes. Right. Yep. And and I but, I think that it's it's accurate, right? Yeah. It kind of so, has to be, right? Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. I I think so. I'm I'm just gonna pull the curtain back just a little bit. We've had okay. a couple people email us, mm-hmm. like, um, oh, you guys are. Sorry, I, 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 maybe I'll cut that's, this later. But like, okay. you guys are getting too political, and you guys are um, yeah. talking about certain things too much. And we want you to just have fun and stop doing this and stop doing that. Since uh, since we kind of put out this thing that we're gonna do every other movie by yep. a filmmaker of color, um, I, I just want to say, you can think what you want to think. Anthony yep. and I are developing as human beings right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, and just don't take that away from us. If you want to be along on the journey with us on this. Um, but I, I, th- I think if we hadn't made this commitment, if we weren't having the conversations that we're having, if we weren't opening yeah. ourselves up to these things, um, yeah. we, we would be missing out on some really important things. Our kids would mm-hmm. be missing out on some really important things. The, yeah. the hope is to grow. And so yes. um, e- even when you're saying that, like you're like, these things that you weren't exposed to, your kids weren't exposed to, and having these conversations with them, they're not easy. Right. Um, right. But we want to continue to open ourselves up. And if people don't want to hear that, that's fine. Go to, there's, <laughs> there's a million podcasts with two white guys talking about movies. Pick another one. We want, to, we want to grow. We want to learn. We want to develop. We want to invite our families into this stuff. And so it just, it just really makes me happy. Yeah. Um, that we've started this. I think it's great. Well, and look, we're also just celebrating Chadwick Boseman's life yep. and his art and his work and right. him as a person too. I mean, like this last, this is going to come out tomorrow. It's less than a week yeah. um, since he's passed. But, you know, we're, we're, we're lifting up and celebrating another artist too. Right. And I, that's just, I don't know, that I... I, I can't see why anybody would think that's not awesome, you know? I know. Um, and, and I texted you yesterday, too, and that's more in regards to the the chat episodes yep. and some of our interviews that we've had. Um, but honestly, I was like, I hope people don't just see this as virtue signaling. Right. Like, we're literally just trying to learn, to celebrate, to open the iris, like Leslie Odom Jr. said, uh, and, you know, yep. grow. Do you remember my response to that? I was like... If they do, it's not my problem. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm over it, dude. We, we know honestly in our hearts that it's not that right. we genuinely want to open the iris. We genuinely, genuinely want to learn. And I was like, if people want to send rude emails to me, fine, let them do it. <laughs> um, and I'm over it. I, I want to press into these things, and I just yeah. think it's been such a rich experience for both of us. And we're only like a couple months in to this journey. Right. And I feel yep. like it's just been developing us. It's it's not necessarily easy. Right. No, it hasn't it hasn't been, but it's we've we've already learned a ton. Yep. We've already read a ton. Mm-hmm. Um I have two little white girls, a 5-year-old now, she just had her birthday and an 8-year-old, almost mm-hmm. 9, running around. They didn't see the whole movie like I said earlier, but they think Black Panther's super cool. Yep. They actually this probably is like the first superhero. I mean, they know Batman sorta. Yeah. They know. I mean, that's actually kind of cool. Interesting. Like they know yeah. like Ray. They uh-huh. love Ray. They love Elsa. Right. Now they love T'Challa. Mm-hmm. You know. I, love I it. mean, I think yeah. that's pretty cool. 
very cool. And, and I don't mean good on us. I mean, way to go. Awesome movie. Awesome <laughs> people for bringing this up yeah. and for creating something so awesome for us to enjoy. And yeah. So, yep. Yeah. Um, so Black Panther, that's our movie today. Yep. Um, one sheet. You, yeah. Gomer one sheet. Let's do oh, Gomer yeah. one okay. sheet. So true Gomer confession. I'm just going to say this because yeah. maybe it's interesting to uh-huh. people. So these are a lot of actors that I didn't know. And man, I sound ignorant here, man. I didn't know how to pronounce some of their names when I was writing. Because I I wrote the one sheet, did my research before even watching the movie. So I didn't even know who the characters were. So I You you wrote this before you watched the movie. And so it doesn't surprise me that you're writing out T'Challa and you're right. And you're thinking those are just a bunch of letters. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I'm interested. Yeah, like I just didn't know. Some of these names, I am sorry. Now I do. You help me with some pronunciations. Then I watch the movie and I'm like, oh, it actually sounds different than it looks sometimes. Right. Um, And dude, we're going to talk about T'Challa and how it's in the movie score later. Mm. Um, Made me so happy um, when I saw that. Um, Okay. So let's go through the Gomer one sheet here. Release date, February 16th, 2018. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know it was coming out because I'm a total dork and don't follow (laughs) Marvel stuff. Um, But yeah. Uh. We got to talk more Marvel stuff. I think it's so funny. I mean, because what you were mentioning was I have teenage boys. Like we, since Avengers 1, have seen every one of these movies on opening night. Incredible. Um, And so, yeah. Opening night. So it's it's (laughs) such an interest. So people know that's where we're coming in. Um, Right. That's just the, we're we're in different places. It's fine. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. all right, budget for this. Now, we haven't done a lot of modern movies. So I was right. like, 200 million, what? <laughs> but that's like <laughs> super normal. But it's like like when we did like Bill and Ted's budget, what was like a couple, 10,000? Like, yeah, 11 10, 10 million. million 11 million. Like yeah. This, so I was like. Yeah. And I, I think most, it made yeah. 30. And so the, the budget right. of this movie is like 10 times what Bill and Ted made. <laughs> right. <laughs> Totally. Um, but this is this is modern modern times. We do a yeah. lot of 90s movies on this podcast. So I was like, budget, $200 billion? Dang. Yeah. Uh, grossed at the box office opening weekend, including your tickets, $202 million. Yep. Grossed domestic, $700 million. And this is amazing. Worldwide, almost twice as much. $1.3 billion uh, gross for this movie. Right. Um, I just think that's amazing that it almost doubled worldwide. From yeah. just U.S. I mean, so that, worldwide that, appeal something to this. like that doesn't happen to Star Wars, and so this is this sure. is another reason why I think that Disney's put a ton of money into the MCU is that mm. Star Wars doesn't do as well overseas because pe- uh, for some reason it bombs in China. Really? Yeah. Um, and so China is the second hi- the second I think most yeah important market besides the U.S. when it comes to movie box office. And okay. so Star Wars doesn't do well there. Hmm. And so there's been an interesting shift where, and like, I mean, Solo made like two bucks or something. <laughs> They're like, we don't know who this guy is. <laughs> two people We went don't to care. Th- and it's right. weird. Um, right. But uh, I mean, Marvel movies just, it's gangbusters there. Hmm. And so when I saw that number, I was like, wow, it's huge. Um, and it, I, yeah. I noticed the same thing. It doubled overseas. Dang. Do we know what um, Endgame, how Endgame o- did? Over 3 billion total <laughs> worldwide. 
Whoa, dude. Speaking of our okay. tickets, I saw Endgame three times in the theater. So, <laughs> Speaking of Endgame. There, there was lots yeah. of repeat, probably. Okay, I've seen that one clip of Endgame, and I yep. can't wait to one day see it. Um, okay, this was interesting <laughs> to me. Filmed in uh, Argentina and Atlanta, Georgia. Right, which all the Marvel movies are. You always oh, see yeah. that peach. You know that peach at the end of the yep. credits? Yep. I always notice that peach and think of you. Totally. Um, I think um, it, it at least looked like um, when they went to that uh, that art museum. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's where I work. Like there's there's the concert really? hall and then there's yeah. an art museum next to it. I, I took a picture of it because I was like, I'm pretty sure that's the Woodruff Arts Center. And okay. then I'm positive that they were behind it, like right by <laughs> where I drive to work every single day no when they way. loaded into that ambulance. Yeah. You know, and drove yep. away. Um, right. That's I drive that street like every day. Whoa. Um, cool. That totally cracked me up. Yeah. Um, okay. We did it. We, good job driving to work. Um, <laughs> having a job. We did you it. drove. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so I, I think you might have mentioned this in the cold open. I can't remember. Um, this is the first Marvel movie, only uh-huh. Marvel movie, to win three Academy Awards and be nominated for Best Picture. Is that correct? A hundred percent. That's that. Okay. I, I was thinking about superhero movies. I think the superhero mm. movie before this one to get n- even nominated for a Best Picture was Dark Knight. Okay, Christopher Nolan. Right. He'll, he'll be a contender. Could have been a contender. <laughs> that guy's got some mojo. Right. Um, Dark Knight he could was make good, some out though. of himself. It is See, really good. May, you know, maybe we're going to find out through this that Batman is my favorite. I, I was wondering. Because I haven't missed, I've seen every Batman movie. You even watched friggin' huh. Batman versus Superman. I <laughs> even went to that. You're right. Now, I knew that was going to suck, <laughs> but like, it was something fun for. for for me and my mom to go to <laughs> right <laughs> and that's that's the most important thing yep one of the worst scores of all time um and i'm pretty sure it was hans zimmer i was like come on dude yeah um okay um a couple things about the academy awards it did win for score which i can't wait mm-hmm. to lo- talk about later ludwig Göransson also did uh creed one and two uh tenet which comes out this week the first uh non han zimmer scored i was just gonna say what happened to han zimmer he was too busy with batman versus superman he had to make his choice (laughs) what is han zimmer writing or was he didn't do this one for some reason because i saw an interview before i even knew he did this with this guy who i didn't even know he was Um, okay ludwig though i mean how can you have a name like that and not be a composer (laughs) i mean beethoven they named him after beethoven um, his his destiny was set right out of the womb. <laughs> right. He also did uh, the Mandalorian, too. Ooh, mm-hmm. I love that theme, mm. dude. I'm gonna send you a music video of him doing the opening to okay. the Mandalorian. It is so cool. I can't wait. Sounds great. Um, goosebumps. Uh, chill bumps. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> it also won uh, Academy Awards for costume design, Ruth E. Carter, and production design, Hannah Beachler. Okay. And Jay Hart. Yeah, those make a lot of sense. Yeah. Both of those first African Americans to win in those in that categories? category. Okay. Yep. Cool. Um, I I looked all this up. Please don't think I'm like smart. I just looked it up. But that's awesome. I, what do you? You're supposed to just know it intrinsically, of course. You right. Looked it up. I, okay. 
<laughs> for some reason, I thought it was like being all pretentious. Um, it was also nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. Uh, Green Book won. Um, did you see that? Yeah. Eh. Not. Okay, this uh, is better. Oh, yeah. I watched the trailer for that. I was like, ooh, I want to watch that. Um, it's fine. It was also nominated for Best Original Song, Sound Mixing, and Editing. Okay. And it did win the AFI Movie of the Year. Wow. So that's pretty that's crazy. Awesome. Yeah, lots of awards. And yep. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes, great, right? At 96%. Yeah. Um, yep. Dang. I mean, just a lot of, right out of the gate, I think it was kind of a universally loved movie. And then totally. the awards kind of backed it up. Yeah. They're like, this is really good. And <laughs> it's really enjoyable. Yeah. I think you're going to make a good case since this is a Stevens pick. You're kind of like the lawyer and I'm, what am I, the, am I like a paralegal? We never really figured sure, out what the could, other person. You could be in the jury the, also. Okay. Or maybe you're like a member of the family. You know how the members of the family always sit <laughs> yeah. behind them like looking worried. Right. Like you got you got the points. Okay. You're going to defend <laughs> defend my family. <laughs> totally. Right, exactly. Okay. Um, let me read the, let me read the, it's not a VHS. Okay. Um, I found the Blu-ray synopsis. <clears throat> it's pretty good. It's not as right. good as the four points that I sent you on email, the things that you needed to know before you watched the movie. But Hey, I was actually thinking um, yeah. when you're done with this, before we play the trailer, can I read those? Oh, sure. Yeah, that would work. Okay, because they were fantastic. Okay. This is what the uh, Blu-ray synopsis says. After the death of his father, T'Challa returns home to the African nation of Wakanda to take his rightful place as king. When a powerful enemy suddenly reappears, T'Challa's medal as king and as Black Panther, gets tested when he's drawn into a conflict that's put, that puts the fate of Wakanda and the entire world at risk. Faced with treachery and danger, the young king must rally his allies and release the full power of Black Panther to, defend, uh, to defeat his foes and secure the safety of his people. It's pretty good. Mm. Super good. Everything you need to know in a paragraph. Good news, um, Nation. It's in color. A lot of purple. Yeah, boy, dude. oh boy, so much purple. And I mean, there are some scenes where there is so much color. Yeah, like the like the scenes by the waterfall yeah. when all of the tribes are there, and you're you're mm. like hardly able to take it. And there's so much color. So yes, nation, oh. this movie is in color. Yes, <laughs> PG thirteen. Beautiful. Yep. Um, I then they also say the languages interestingly on this Blu-ray. Oh, so it's there's English, Korean, Swahili, and Kosa. Um, oh, yeah. Which Jessica, when we watched it in the theater, was so excited that she was mm. almost crying because yeah. she has been to South Africa for a summer and they spoke Kosa. And actually, it's pronounced Kosa, right? Nice work. And so the language that they're speaking, she was like, I can't, I can't even handle this right now. Mm -hmm. um, she recognized yeah. the greetings and stuff. Pretty amazing. So oh. I've never seen that before where they actually list the languages at the bottom of a... Maybe I just haven't been looking, but... There you go. That's cool. Dude, did, did I tell you, probably at some point, I took African Amer or African Storyteller at UW-Madison. That was one no. of the classes I took. It was huh. like one of the hardest classes to get into. Like everybody wanted to take this class, okay. African Storyteller. It's like uh -huh. this dude that spent years and years and years in Africa just yeah. recording stories, learning the language, and then he came back and he would tell stories. Wow. It's like friggin' it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he spoke Kosa, and huh. I always tried to... Tried to learn that. I couldn't do it. Oh, so, yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, I, I think 
uh, I, I love it when a language has a consonant or vowel that English doesn't have at all. Yes. So cool. Like a hard yeah, H, like a <laughs> in yeah. German, right? We don't have that very often. And so right. you have to act when you're learning that language, you actually have to move your mouth differently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things that like if you didn't grow up that way in that culture, like yeah. your your body didn't develop the ability to like say those letters. Right. Or say those words. So it's like if you, you know, like, so, um, you know, that's part of how you can hear people that have a different accent. Right. Like when we, tr- when I go to Germany, try to mm-hmm. speak German, it's like, it's probably like, hey, how's it called? Wie geht's, dudes? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> ich bin Anthony. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, so, um, yeah, I loved hearing the Kosa. Um, yeah. Okay. Can I don't know. Would this make sense? I, I think this could help people that haven't seen the movie. Let, let's, what do you think? let's watch the trailer. Okay. And then we'll Great. come back in and you can read the, that dumb email I sent you. Okay, because I, like, I love it. I was getting nervous because I was like, will any of this make sense? I think it will, but I just want to <laughs> write this email to him. Four things you need to know before you watch the movie. Yeah. So let's watch the trailer. Okay. Um, And then we'll come back and right before the trial, which okay. will be a little shorter. Yeah, right. I was we'll, going to say we'll, it'll be a little shorter because it's a Stephen's choice. This is not going to be a short app. <laughs> and we have an amazing interview to get to as well. Right, so, exactly. Yeah. Okay, let's listen to the trailer. I have seen gods fly. I've seen men build weapons that I couldn't even imagine. Uh-huh. I've seen aliens drop from the sky. Yeah. But I have never seen anything like this. How much more are you hiding? Hola. Let's go, go, go. My son, it is your time. Show me my respect and bow down. You get to decide what kind of king you are going to be. Don't freeze. I never freeze. The revolution will not be televised. Show me my respect. Bow down. We own ya. We own ya. We only get started now. Cause we own ya. Everybody think they know me now. Cause we own ya. You and not my homie. Cause we own ya. I waited my entire life for this. The world's gonna start over. I'ma burn it all. What happens now determines what happens. The rest of the world. You will not be able to stay home, brother. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. The revolution will not be televised. Let's have some fun. All rise. Hey. 
How's it going over there? I love Soda Stream. I wonder what what drink I would have snuck into Black Panther. I didn't go, so I just had whatever was around at home. Oh, so good. <laughs> um, well, welcome. This is, uh, you know, if you're new to Perfect Movie, first of all, you have no idea what to make of what Anthony just did. That's a 12-year tradition of opening a sparkling water before we get to the meat of the podcast. Um, I, I see you're mixing a drink there, actually. Yep, this is uh, Soda Stream combined with real pomplemousse. Remember a couple mm. weeks ago I lied and yeah. said I have pomplemousse downstairs when I didn't. I really, wow. really have pomplemousse, which is French for the Les Incompetents for grapefruit. <laughs> <laughs> you you lied and then immediately said you lied. And so mm-hmm. I don't I don't I'm not holding it against you and I don't think the nation is either. Okay. <laughs> um so we're we're actually this the meat of the, the podcast here is we actually put the movie that we chose on trial. Yep. We pick a movie we love. We uh we both bring evidences in usually. Um this is a Stevens choice, and so I'm gonna present all the evidences. Uh and so uh after that happens, uh the following week or the following movie, the results are revealed. Anthony gets a vote, I get a vote, the nation gets a vote. If all of us vote yes, if it's a 75% from the nation, that equals a yes. Um, then we put that movie on a flash drive. We've got nine on the flash drive so far. We're looking for a tenth. Mm-hmm. Lucky number 10. Is it going to yep. be this? Yeah. And so that we put the full movie on this little flash drive, you know, and then we put it on V'ger. We send it up into space. The xenomorphs from Aliens get it. <clears throat> they were bad. You know, the aliens are super bad. They're killing right. people all over the place. They're terrible. They watch they're, these movies, Their blood though. is acid. <laughs> right. They watch these movies, and their blood turns into uh, La Croix. <laughs> they're so good. They've got pompamoose flowing through their veins. <laughs> people are cutting them open and opening their mouths <laughs> to drink some of their precious, precious blood. Um, but before we get to the trial, I think we were gonna, you were gonna read this email I sent to you out of yeah. terror that you wouldn't actually, you would be watching the movie like, I don't get any of this. So yep. I sent you this email. Did you actually read it before you watched it? Oh, I totally did. Um, I yes. absolutely did. And but I didn't listen to a couple of the excerpts of things that you sent to me because I was like, I wasn't sure if they were gonna spoil it. I did afterwards. Right. So, um, okay. so you sent me this email. Four things you need to know about Black Panther, and I think this could help. This should almost have been at the top of the episode in case anybody hadn't seen, but hopefully this will help if you haven't seen Black yeah. Panther. No, this is a good um, idea. Okay, so number one, Black Panther, T'Challa, isn't a typical superhero. He is the king of Wakanda, a fictional, cant- a fictional country in Africa. It's actually the richest, most technologically advanced nation in the world, but hides that fact to protect itself from colonization and war. Okay, number two. Wakanda is where vibranium is mined. Okay, I hadn't heard of that. Good job. I've Good seen job. other movies. Sure. Is that sort of like uh, unobtainium? <laughs> I was. I almost put that in the email. Okay. <laughs> the Marvel Universe's version of unobtainium, unobtainium, which is the dumbest name. Right, right. Well, sort of. It's sort of like I, the dumbest name, but also the most brilliant name I of a mineral awesome. in any movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. so dumb. Like you can yeah. imagine them coming up with it in a writer's room. This is so dumb. But now it's a thing, just like the Wilhelm scream. Right. Um, yeah. Unobtainium. So. That's from Avatar, right? Un- unobtainium. Oh. 
Avatar. Uh, it's also in um, the core. It is. Yeah, dude. No way. Totally. I, rem- I, I. It's. It's. It's the. It's the mineral that is under the life tree or mother tree or something. Yep. In Avatar. Yep. I'm pretty sure it's in the core. Interesting. Uh, and I think it's in Mission to Mars, maybe. Um, wow. Okay. All right. So. Wakanda is where vibranium is mined, the strongest, most versatile metal ever. It's what Captain America's shield is made of. out of. Okay, so I was like, okay, I've heard of that. (laughs) And I was like, wow, cool. Okay. (laughs) The world thinks there is only a tiny bit of it and doesn't know where it comes from. Bad guys like Andy Serkis, Gollum, Snoke are constantly trying to smuggle it. And CIA agents like Tim Freeman, Bilbo Baggins, and Tim from the UK office are constantly trying to catch those bad guys. We've seen that in previous Marvel movies. I love how you put uh, those in there so that I would know, oh yeah, that's Bilbo. And I was so looking forward to it. Okay, number three. Speaking of previous Marvel movies, this isn't the first time we've seen Black Panther. He showed up in the final Captain America movie, which came out right before this one in that movie, T'Challa, Chadwick Boseman, and his aging father, T'Chaka, the current king of Wakanda, are attending a UN meeting in Vienna when a terrorist blows up the building they're in and his father is killed. Okay, so they actually show that. Yes. And now I want to see that movie. That happens in that movie, and that movie is great. Okay. Which one is that again? Captain America Civil War. All right. Okay. All the all the Avengers have a fight. <laughs> that's, that, that's the email I would send you. <laughs> if I was, here's what you need to know about Captain America Civil War. All the Avengers are mad. We should do, do it. I'm serious. A spinoff podcast. That's like Steven Gomer 2 coaches Gomer 1 through the Marvel Universe. That's not a bad idea. Okay, we need a fourth podcast. Let's do yeah, that. We, we have all the time in the world. Okay. <laughs> the son, T'Challa, Chadwick Boseman, becomes king in the Black Panther. We see him put his suit on and attempt to take vengeance with superpowers, which is when we learn that another benefit of being the Black Panther is that you get superpowers. Somehow, it's not explained in the Camp to an America movie. Okay, and finally, number four thing you need to know going into this movie. It turns out that the explosion was part of a big plot to turn the Avengers against one another. It works, and Black Panther joins this big, amazing fight between them all before they realize they've been played and that movie ends. Black Panther Panther returns home to Wakanda to keep protecting it and to attend his official swearing-in ceremony. That's pretty good. I mean, it wouldn't fit on the back of a Blu-ray. No, no, no. I was like, I kind of wish you would write a plot synopsis like this for every movie, but that probably took like an hour. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was fun. It was fun to write because it was like a little challenge. Could I actually set this movie up so that you did right perfectly. at the beginning? Yeah. And I th- I think I also said um, that's actually all we know about Wakanda. We haven't seen anything else about Wakanda. We haven't seen any other Wakandans except for Black Panther and his dad up to that okay. point. And so going into that movie, um, everything else you're going to see is as new to you. As it was to me okay. when we walked in. Let let me skip there. Like the guys at the UN. Yes. This is a spoiler alert, but this this whole podcast is spoiler ridden. So at the very <laughs> end, they're like, what do you guys have to offer? Right? Uh-huh. Right. And it's like, now we know. I yeah. love that little. Yes. That's, that's a mid-credit ending, right? Yep. 
when it's like, what what do these Wakandans have to offer? Yeah. Like, oh, now, did you watch oh, the yeah. final, the final, the the post post credit ending? I did. I watched it all. What was it again? <laughs> um, Sorry. That that was the Winter Soldier. <laughs> so, the, like Marvel, I think what they're oh, doing now. Yes, I was like, that, who's that? <laughs> yeah. So right now, what they're doing is they're giving a mid credit, uh, a mid credit, whatever okay. little yep. thing. Yep. Um, where it's very connected to the movie, and then the post credit scene is yep. connected to the whole universe. Okay, got it. Um, and so uh, they actually are trying to meet the needs in some ways of both the Stephen and the Anthony. Where okay the the post credit scene, I was like, oh, it's the Winter Soldier. Oh wow, it's the one guy I really <laughs> like. He's so handsome, and he only has one arm. <laughs> Captain America's friend. He's finally re- rehabilitated. And you were probably like. Uh, dude, okay, I'm not gonna lie, dude. I was like, is that like a like flashback to mm-hmm. Hawk or the whatever that dude was, Andy Circus? I was like, why are they doing? <laughs> yeah, both of them are kind of like disheveled white guys, and <laughs> so maybe it's him. Yeah, yeah, I, I was, know. And one arm, they both have one arm, right? So I was like, is that right. just for a second? I was like, uh, they've got to be showing somebody new, but I was like, is that Andy Circus? flashback well, that makes no sense yeah i know yep. and i think you're experiencing there a little bit of like the problem with the whole mcu which is if you don't know everything there are guys like me that are like well actually yeah <laughs> here's what's really going on and you're yeah. like i i just like that part where they were at the un and it made sense with the movie i just watched right i was like it it made made me feel like i was part of the story now i i have insider yep. knowledge mm-hmm. uh and loved it um yeah. Also, with ending scenes, the only other one I know is with the shawarma, and it just makes me want right. shawarma so bad. I know. So they will do they will do that kind of thing where it's just like another funny or another insightful little thing about sure. the movie. Okay. Um, and that shawarma one was no dialogue; they're just eating. Right. Shawarma. Mm. <laughs> that does not do good for lose twenty and twenty twenty. No, we'll but oh boy, for year. the taste buds. No. Oh. Yeah. Okay, well, you know, I, I think I think actually my first piece of evidence mm-hmm. lines up a little bit with that, um, which is how this movie builds a world. Okay, nice. and so uh, that that's important for me in a science fiction movie or something like this. Like, if there's not good world building, yeah, then I'm not connected to it. And so I actually have Wakanda itself as my first piece of evidence mm. um, because even somebody that's coming in. Knowing nothing, um, you th- there's a there's the scene when they fly in to Wakanda and you see the city for the first time, yeah. Which was like I said, as new to me as it was to you. We'd never seen that before, um, and then they spend time in that city and they spend time in this hidden nation and you just get what's going on, yeah. You just understand somehow mm. because the world building is so good. Oh man, yeah. That this this nation is powered by something we that the rest of the world is not powered by. Yeah. Um. That the, the just the the waterfall scene that I was describing before. You just get okay. There are five tribes. Yep. And they're all dressed differently, and yeah. they all look incredible in a different way. That right. dude with the the ring on his lip. Yep. You know, the the super old lady. <laughs> right. There's Everybody like a winter tribe. 
or something right. like that. Yep. Um, yep, the mountain tribe that live in, it lives in the snow, and so they're kind snow, of yeah. like dressed in white and gray. Yeah. Um, and I, I think especially in that waterfall battle scene, you get, okay, there's um, the swearing-in ceremony of the king, yep. but it's steeped in centuries of history where that can be challenged. Yeah. The king has to be physically fit uh-huh. to become king, which is cool to me. Um, there, there's a tribe that isn't quite with them within Wakanda that's introduced in that scene. Um, like, and it, none of it feels preachy. And so, um, when you're going into a new culture and a new world, um, things have to connect and make sense and be able to, lots of information has to be shared kind of quickly without feeling like that's happening. Yeah. Uh, or else it feels clunky, it feels thin, or it doesn't make sense at all. Right. And I just think uh, Kugler's direction and also his writing, he co-wrote the movie, right, Ryan Kugler? Oh, yeah. We totally forgot to mention that in the in, in the Gomer One sheet, directed right. by Ryan Kugler, written by Ryan Kugler and Joe Robert Cole. Right. And so that, that feels like so hard to do. Yeah. To write that out and direct that well so that people don't even notice that they are just understanding the world right away. Yeah. And so I I just was the first time I watched and every other time I've watched it, I'm just so impressed with the way that they can just introduce this entirely new kind of science fiction world. Yeah. And around every corner, I'm like, that is an amazing idea and I get it. Yeah. Um, okay. So that made me think of, um, I was like, man, how is this so much better than Naboo? <laughs> oh my god! You know what I mean? When they yes. fly down into this new world, I'm like, okay, they're, 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 it's a little bit reminiscent of Star Wars because Star Wars uh-huh. um, it does that. You know, here's a right. ice planet, here's yep, uh, you know, a, a desert planet, and now here's Naboo, <laughs> Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> But it's like, <laughs> yeah. how come this is so much better than that? You know, and, like and so much quicker. Like how long it takes for them to to show you what Naboo is and and how labored everything feels. Yeah, right. Like, like it, and how little sense it makes. Well, you know, I, okay. I don't know exactly yeah. why, but you're right. It's very different. Maybe it's like they introduce more like real things and more like emotion and heart as opposed to like Senate. Tax, taxation and stuff you're like what <laughs> oh, that's like they actually zoom in and I, I saw in one of the bonus features on the disney app them a round table discussion about this and they were like they okay. wanted to show people eating they're like oh. a place feels real when you see people eat and then they oh, like wow that's they, amazing they showed like that grill and the guy like flip over and you're like oh yeah you know like it's just right it's just people they eat, they have families, they have traditions, they look differently, speak differently, but Mm -hmm. they're just more humans in a different place. Yeah, You know, they just built, you're so right. They built a world that right, like I actually wrote in my notes, I have wanderlust. I want to go to Wakanda. (laughs) Like, you know, we've all (laughs) been trapped in our houses. Um, Uh But it's like, man, like I want to, I really want to see mountains like that. I want to see waterfalls. Mountains, Gandalf. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I, I actually think they do a so they do a better job than Star Wars. And actually, I feel like Black Panther is a little Star Warsy. Mm. Yeah, there because Star Wars does have that where it's old and new at the same time a lot. Right. Like yep. new technology in kind of like an older feeling place, right? Sometimes. Right. And actually, this movie is pretty political. And so, and, yes, and Star yes. Wars is very political. It does right. it all wrong, in my opinion. Right. Um, I mean, we we just are not interested in Senate meetings. But man, if you have two dudes fighting and pushing each other off of a <laughs> waterfall <laughs> while everyone else dances, <laughs> then I'm interested in politics. <laughs> That's a different way to have an election in an election yeah. year, for sure. Right, exactly. Um, oh, I wonder what that would be like. I challenge Maybe we you. should. Well, see, oh, this is basically our whole our whole existence, right? Has been two older white dudes, right? <laughs> like, I'd love, I would the, love to see them fighting <laughs> on the top of waterfall. See Trump Sorry. and Biden, <laughs> like, have to actually like fight. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I think I think it not only does it better than Star Wars, it does it better than other Marvel movies. Hmm. I wouldn't um, know. Sorry. <laughs> so I, I, I'll give an example of Thor's oh, Thor's city, which it leaves so little of an impression on me that I can't even remember it, okay. what it's called. Um, I, I, it's back in my mind and the recesses of my Marvel knowledge somewhere. Okay. Um, but I don't actually ever understand where he lives. Is it a city? Is it a planet? Is it okay? What they're all gods, so what yeah. does that mean? Right, he's a god, right? A Norse, right? They're all demigods, and so what is the what's the society like? And you're just confused about that. And there's been three movies of that. In okay. five minutes, you understand what Wakanda is. Yep. I mean, he and um, Lupita, I can't remember her. Actually, oh, Nakia are like walking through the town, and people mm-hmm. are selling goods, and they yeah. and his guards are around him. And you understand what this country is and you understand what the city is immediately. Mm. And it's just yep. like some some great image. I mean, we talk about one of the things for a perfect movie is how it looks. Yep. And I can't even handle how this movie looks. It's so good. <laughs> so good. Yep. Absolutely. Oh, it just, you put it, I would like to watch it side by side with Naboo and just, <laughs> well, Get embarrassed okay. for you goosebumps. I feel like okay. I feel I feel like I'm giving Naboo slightly a bad rap. Some of the better things about the prequel, if there isn't, I don't know. Some yeah. of that stuff's kind of cool. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like the somewhere. I like the towers in Naboo, like the yep. this the um <laughs> skyline. I like. Yeah. Right? Oh, I like how it looks far away. <laughs> okay, maybe Naboo as a plant as a place is cool. It's just the way what they do in it. I don't know, and it's like it's always the, like the characters super, in it. super far zoomed out, and you can almost see like a box of mm-hmm. CGI going around everything. <laughs> like it's like everything yep. here is practical. It yeah. feels at least, or a it lot. Really of it. feels practical. Yeah. yeah. Um, dang, I was gonna say one more thing about Naboo. Oh, they're obsessed with pillars in Naboo. Like you don't yeah. ha- you don't need that many pillars in one right. building. Sorry, it's um, probably to seamlessly do CGI stuff. Yeah. You know, now like, this is 20 years later, 25 years later. For sure. And so sure. we have to give a little grace, but just a little. For, I, I'm I'm just I'm not even talking just about how it looks. It's how mm-hmm. things are presented and doled totally. out. 
about what the society is. Yeah, um, and and like the traditional rituals do make a lot of sense. You get it right away. Yep. You're like, yeah. Are there any challengers? This is how it's set. These are the people yep. on this side that you know it, it's it's set up perfectly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and and then I th- I do think the the stuff I wrote in the email, which is a set up a little bit in previous movies, which is um, he's a king, mm-hmm. and he's a superhero, and so he's the he's like the protector of the country, mm-hmm. and not just a politician is a really cool idea to me. Yes. Um, that and yeah, that he pours out mm-hmm. all of his. Um, you know, superhero ness, Black Panther ness, mm-hmm. in order to fight like a regular man. Right. No, that, that oh, I love that. There's a little, little Christ imagery in there. Oh yeah, you know? it's it's not a like, little dude. It's a lot of Christ imagery. <laughs> right. Like emptying yeah. yourself and becoming a human like everybody yeah. else. Yeah. He has to drink that special potion from um, <laughs> what's his face from Forrest Whitaker. Oh, right. But right. I want to drink that purple potion from Forrest Whitaker. Give me some of that. Dude, they should have that at Disney World, like Black Panther potion. Yeah, totally. Like, oh, speaking of Forrest Whitaker and Star Wars, there's so much Star Wars crossover. Totally. For like for the actors, right? I mean, there's yep. so Forrest Whitaker. I can't remember his name in Rogue One. Saw Boogala. Saw Saw Guerrero. Oh, he's saw. so good in that. Even though he it's is. a weird, with he's the, making choices, with but with that dumb like that that uh, oxygen thing where he's like, <laughs> he oh just, yeah. I still don't understand that scene. I don't either. And he lives in Jeddah. 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 Oh, yeah. I'll Forget never get Jetta. enough of Jeddah. Ugh. Um, who, who, there was, oh, who else is in? Like, oh, yeah, of course, Snoke. Yep. We've totally. got some. Snoke, Snoke. There's no yeah, Snoke. Snoke, Snoke. I sounded like a Snoke. Yep. Um, and then <laughs> Lupita Nyong'o is Maz Katana. Oh, Right. So I guess it's a lot of crossover into the new Star Wars, right? Yeah. Now that yep. Disney owns both of these properties, there's yeah. a lot of crossover. And isn't there, um, uh, shoot, not D-Bob, because the, the movie we're doing next is Rudy. Um, uh, can't think of this incredibly famous. Oh, Sean Astin? No, 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 no. Um, uh, he directs The Mandalorian. I can't think of his... Oh yeah, Taika Watiti. Is that what you're talking about? No, no, no. Like, no, no, no. Oh, the 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 guy. The guy. Right? The Iron Man director. Is that who yes. you're talking about? I can't remember his name. How can we not? John Favreau. <laughs> there he is. Took me a second. Yeah. Everybody's like pounding their phones. John Favreau. I saw an interview with him and Chadwick mm-hmm. Boseman, and then it's the same composer as Mandalorian. John Favreau's doing Mandalorian. Right. So there's Star Wars, Disney. It's it's maybe it's almost like new school. They've got a Star family Wars. going there now, yeah. don't they? I mean, yeah. I, there, there's a lot of crossover there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So I love Wakanda. I'll also just say briefly, I think I love the idea of an African country untouched by colonization hmm. and what it has the potential to become. Yeah. Um, just just to see that. Now, I know they also have vibranium. Right. So right, that right, helps. right, right. Yeah. Uh, but I love the idea of... It doesn't even have to be an African nation, but any nation that is just itself yep. and has not been forced to be anything besides itself. Right. I mean, it's just kind of a cool thought experiment Totally. Uh, that I, I wish, like you were talking about Wanderlust, like I wish it was real. Totally. 
Well, dang it. I mean, it was filmed in Argentina. The cool place you could go to is actually there. And yeah, and I'm, Atlanta, I, that place you drive. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's Peachtree in town or Midtown Atlanta. You can check that out. <laughs> um, go to the art museum. Um, yeah, it, it's like uh, um, it's got this incredibly powerful natural resource. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fully self-sustaining. Hasn't been yep. colonized in any way. Um, yeah, yeah I, I loved that too. Um, and I know we'll get into later, like, um, what, like the, the kind of like how they were so isolated, um, they didn't want to be, um, colonized, but then one of the political issues is like, yeah, but we have all this stuff. Right. And yep. why aren't we using it to help others? And that was the motivation of Killmonger, right? Right. And so we will get to that. Yeah, but, totally. And, uh, but real quick, I just want to talk, cause I do want to talk about the score briefly. Okay. Um, and I think the score actually represents something bigger to me, which is that it's this cool, maybe it's, I don't know if it's the same point as Wakanda, but this cool fusion of, um, of kind of African drumming. Yep. Especially that theme, the, the big theme as they're flying in first, you hear it really clearly. This, so this is not anything that I've heard before, certainly in a Marvel movie. Um, right. Which is, uh, Silvestri is their guy, right? Mm. I mean, he is, he is, right. the, that's the big bum, 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 the yep. big orchestral theme. The where... triple hit one. <laughs> My favorite triplets. And I would love to hear you do a mashup of that, <laughs> Back to the Future, and Mac and Me. <laughs> His finest scores. <laughs> the triple hit one. But yeah, it's yeah, it's like sounds you haven't heard in a movie before, or maybe have, right. but in a different way. And yep. then the Germanic Western orchestra. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the trumpet fanfares that are freaking cool. Right. Um yeah. yeah and this the the composer is Swedish. Is that yeah, right? Ludwig Gorenson. Um he I mean, according to Wikipedia. Swedish dude. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He's been working. So he's, oh, I love pairings like this, dude. So he's like Ryan Coogler's dude. Okay. They've been working together for 10 years. So did he do Creed? Yep. So he did Creed 1 and 2. Okay. Um, yeah. I guess that's all that they've done together, or at least all that I okay. can see. Maybe his his big budget guy. Okay. Right? Like if, yep. if, he get, if he can get a big budget guy to score his movie, he goes to Ludwig. Right. <laughs> he seems pretty young, though. Um, I, oh, I kind of really? think huh. after this, um, after Mandalorian mm-hmm. and after the, I, there's this one podcast I love called like beyond the score. Uh, it's not called that. It's something about score. Yeah. Um, that is like, if you think I'm a geek, this is like <laughs> two hours of like, they <laughs> deconstructed the back to the future score and showed Alan Silvestri's like jazz roots. Right. Yeah. I, I listened chord. to that episode. That was amazing. <laughs> Dude, that yeah. was so cool. Right. Yeah. Um, but he he, w- he did like a three minute spot on that that was really cool. Um, actually, can I just play one uh, two quick things from that? Sure. Yep. Okay. So here is uh, he goes to he he went to Africa to just hear some of this drumming and some of the singing. So this okay. is him at a drum circle. Yeah. 
So they put that T'Challa. They have this like talking drum, so you wow. can hear all the time T'Challa, 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 T'Challa. So you have the group and you have the solo on top of that, and then the last final element for the talking drum is T'Challa's name. T'Challa. You hear that? That's Isn't that amazing. so cool? Like I just love yeah. that all over the place. Once you hear that, then you can't not hear that. T'Challa. Right. And just in the opening, he um, he met this singer, um, Baba Mile, Baba Mel. Okay. Um, and he like went on tour with him. And so this dude um, would open each of his concerts or you know programs with this like right. call. Uh-huh. And so that's what they included it. And then he says what he's saying in the lyrics. Okay. When I was traveling around with uh, Baba Mal, he kind of opened up his solo shows with this just kind of like ceremonial uh, out call. Like every time I saw it, it was I got goosebumps and and I was like, how? What if we start the movie like that? What if we start the score like that? Baba Mal is from the Fulani tribe, and in this opening scene, you can hear him sing about an elephant that had just died. Elephant being the synonym for the king. And it's time for someone to take over, but you shouldn't be too fast. Mm. I thought that was so cool. Yeah. It, it just, it, you, you can tell when you're, it, it's this thing that uh, the first time I saw it, I was like, so much thought has gone into this score. Yeah. And, um, I know I'm missing probably a lot of it. And at the same time, I was like, it doesn't even matter because it's so good. Right. And so I'm just like, I can, I can enjoy it. And also yeah. think in the back of my mind, I can't wait to figure out what is happening here. Yeah. Yeah. I love that when you mash up two things, you yep. know, it's like, uh, yeah, the, we're the Western orchestra, the, the, you know, the Germanic symphony orchestra with right. African drums. I mean, we'll probably talk about that in face the music. Bill and Ted's yeah. a little bit, but just like <laughs> uh, every single culture has a music. You yeah. know what I mean? Every single yep. culture has art, has mm-hmm. food, has like, that's almost like the thing that remains from a culture is that yeah. stuff. All the yep. other stuff, like political stuff kind of dies away. It's history, but like, that's the stuff that you actually defines a culture. Yeah. So you I, know? I, that's so interesting to me that you heard that thing about food. Yeah. Which is like just that little touch, which is to to show people eating. Mm-hmm. Um j- just says this is this is an established culture. Yep. You don't you don't even have to think, is it or not? If they're eating specific foods, that's an established culture. If you are hearing a very specific soundtrack or mo- or you know, e- even a rhythm, yeah. That's that's different than when Thor comes in. Right. And it's just like right. blap. <laughs> Here he is, Thor. <laughs> or Jenna. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. So I, I really love the score. I always have. It's it's one of those that I listen to when I'm working also. Mm. Um, just kind of in the background. I love it. It's unique. It's great. Okay. Sweet. So my third piece of evidence, um, if you want to chunk me in. For some reason my chunker is gone from my phone. Thank you. Um, is the complicated relationship between T'Challa, Black Panther, mm. and uh, the antagonist, Killmonger. Crazy, amazing um, name. 
I know. <laughs> what a, so crazy, man, amazing name. I think the best name of any Marvel bad guy. Mm-hmm. I think the best Marvel bad guy. Okay. I, I think it might even be the best Marvel creation. Wow. <laughs> um, you know, I think that about Star Wars with Rise of the Resistance, the ride at Walt Disney World. Yep. <laughs> and Disneyland. It's the best thing the new Star Wars has produced is this ride at Disneyland. <laughs> That's how I feel about Killmonger. All okay. It's all been leading up to this. Yeah. Is he's not just, just some CGI muscly guy, even though he is like cut. Okay. I was wondering that. Okay. So Michael B. Jordan. So yep. I, I always, br- I'm sure people will do this too. I know you do too. You bring past um, act when an actor has been in something else. So I, mm-hmm. we just did Just Mercy like right. a month ago. And I was like, wait, I know that dude from Just Mercy and from Friday Night Lights. <laughs> you right. know, like, um, I yep. was like, holy smokes, he's quite evil and extraordinarily built. Yeah. Is that real? It's real. I mean, he, he looks he like is that in freaking Creed. huge, dude. He he is. I mean, and he's got. He, speak. I mean, we were saying that Forrest Whitaker has a look and is making choices, right? His look is incredible. And so then, when you think about how he looks in Just Mercy, where he has those big, oversized right. '90s suits on, and, right? Right. He's he's pretty clean cut. He just looks so good. No CGI needed. Super. He just looks incredible. Yeah, like the coolest hair too. Oh, yeah. Super cool When you hair. see him at that museum yep. that you drove right. by or whatever, and yep. y- you're just like, this is this guy is amazing. Super um, so cool, yep. he looks great. You also understand where he's coming from. Yep. Total. Uh, some, that happens often, not often, sorry, not often, where the, right. the bad guy, you know, in a movie, the, the, the antagonist, yeah. you're like, I completely understand his motivation. Right. And it's not even bad. Right. And so I read somewhere that um, Ryan Coogler was really trying to crack this movie. Okay. Like, how, how, do, how do I write a Black Panther movie? Hmm. Um, and the, the shift for him was being on Killmonger's side and writing the movie from his perspective. Dang. And he said everything changed. And wow. so... Um, it's interesting because he wants, we were talking about this a little before, like he wants um, Wakanda to go public, basically. Okay. <laughs> and he even says at one point, you have been here the whole time, hmm. like for hundreds of years. That means you guys were around during the slave trade and you yeah. did nothing. Dang, yeah. And he's yep. he's speaking that to to that amazing looking group of old people that are the heads of each tribe. Yeah. Um, and the, and, and in that moment you are fully on his side. Well, that's an incredible question, dude. It yeah. really is. Right. And, and so the, I, I think the only way that they can still make him a bad guy is because his, it turns out that the way that he wants to solve things is fighting fire with fire and just, arming dissident groups around the world yep. to take the world back violently. Right. And so um, they're still, it's just amazing writing. They're still able to, <laughs> to have the viewer identify him as the bad guy. Right. When almost everything he says you agree with. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And so Black Panther, I mean, Chadwick Boseman is amazing, but his his character seems a little bit bland to me, which is an, a superhero issue, I think, in all movies. Like, yeah, there's you're good. That's sort of interesting. You know, but man, if you get a good bad guy, right. that makes the movie. You're totally right. Maybe that's why I like Batman so much. Yeah. Is he's like kind yeah. of a tortured soul. And he's got a great, a deep bench of good bad guys. Oh, yeah. I mean, Joker is so interesting. Yep. Or else they wouldn't be making three movies about him a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Joker, um, the uh, Heath Ledger is probably yep. my, yeah, because like for Batman villains, Bane, mm-hmm. actually we were just talking about Bane the other day because we were wearing our masks. Uh-huh. And we got this new thing where like this this plastic thing that you can put under the mask so it takes the mask away oh, from your face. Oh, did you order some of those? I was going to order some of those. Okay, we did. Uh, okay, the, the thing is the, <laughs> the mask ends up being like super tight around it. it actually, it feels really good. It's okay. kind of weird yeah. to talk in, but I was okay. like, okay, you kind of look like Bane because <laughs> it gets kind of <laughs> like grill. And the girls Gotham were like, who's Bane? And I showed the picture Gotham in here. Um, our best masked actor, right? I mean, Mad Max himself. Yep. So good. Totally. So good. Um, but it was disturbing when I showed the picture of Bane. I pulled it up on Google Images and the, and the girls were like, oh. And was like, I look like that. I actually really like Bane in the Nolan movies, right? Yeah, he's I, hardcore. He's a little gross looking to a five-year-old, though. Right, totally. <laughs> uh, but I, I think, th- to your point about Batman, I actually think the villains make him okay as good as he is. Uh, they, they all have, I think, pretty good... Not good. I, I think they have interesting motivations. They're usually played by pretty eccentric actors in the movies. Yep, totally. And so... Um, I love Batman movies because of that. It's, it's a it's a deep bench of great villains. Well, but also, yeah, there is pain in his life though too. That's I feel true. like he's yep. a pretty non-unit, like multi-dimensional. Yeah, you're hero. right. He's pretty complicated. You know what I mean? Yep. Anyways, his parents yep. got shot right in front of him. He's got yep. tons of money, but I don't know. He, well, he's yeah, it, lonely. Yep, yeah, <laughs> the money doesn't actually help him in his life much besides. Right being a superhero gets to buy all that crap his wonder yeah. where does he get these wonderful toys <laughs> <laughs> so i love killmonger now here's the thing even though i kind of recognize his complication i didn't actually get fully how um how deep that character is and the relationship with t'challa goes until i had a conversation with my friend audium mm. Um, and so I'm actually going to play, uh, we talked for a long time, Audium and I did this week. Mm-hmm. I recorded it. Uh, and I'm going to play a, a portion of that now. I think it's about 15 minutes long. We talk about the movie in general, uh, her experience going to it that was very different than mine as a black woman and me as a white man, right? Um, yep. But we talk about Killmonger also. Mm. And I just, uh, it blew my mind. And so I want to play that clip now. Awesome. Hi, Audium. Hi, how's it going, Steven? Um, just let me introduce uh, you to our listeners real quick. Um, Audium is the Director of Disability Resources for Students at the University of Washington, UW, right? Yeah, UW, that's what, UW. What, we UW. what we say, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm from Wisconsin, so we call 
University of Wisconsin, UW. Oh, so yes. There's, I, I wonder, yeah, I guess that's how we distinguish it. Um, Audium and I met at uh, Northern Arizona University. I'm going to guess it was like 08. Yeah. Does that sound right? It probably was even 05. How old were you there? Oh, gosh. When so did you get we there? Moved here, we moved here 06. Okay, so it must have been 06 because that was... Um, yeah, there was like a bunch of my students who were having some struggles. I remember when we went to InterVarsity. Um, I went with them and that's where I first met you. So. Right. Okay. Yeah. So we met at InterVarsity. Um, you were you were not a student then, right? You were you were working at NAU. Yeah. Um, and we struck up a relationship. Um, my memory that, that always sticks out in my mind is I gave a talk at InterVarsity about um, racial injustices. Um, I don't know if you know this, but I lost a third of our students after I gave that No, talk. oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, but then I invited them to come to a kind of breakout about their own racial identity. And you came to that and really helped me through it. <laughs> I was, it felt like I was bumbling. And I was so glad you were there to help me. <laughs> Mostly white students, right? Talking about their racial identity for the first time. They'd never thought about that before. Yeah. Um, and it was, uh, we kind of struck up a relationship there through other kinds of things that we did together. Um, and so then I messaged you a couple of days ago out of the blue, <laughs> <laughs> a very weird thing where I was like, listen, I remember when you went to see Black Panther. <laughs> So um, maybe like long ago too, not like a recent. Yeah. It was like when no, you went yeah. to see the movie when it came out. Yeah. Right. Um, because this thing stuck out to me. Um, you posted, uh, your an experience you had at the at the showing of Black Panther that you went to, um, and it was so incredibly different than mine. Um, and actually, I'm going to try to share my screen with you because I actually have the video or part of the video that you posted. Yes. Um, and my guess was you just don't have this like. No, I was actually looking back. for it. Yeah, I was looking for it. I'm like, where's this post? What you went? When was it? What year? Well, yeah, I was actually. Trying um, I, the, the good news is if you uh, if you search Audium Black Panther on <laughs> nice. Facebook, this is the video that comes up. That is beautiful. Um, good to know. Yeah. Um, so here's just a little audio. <laughs> What I was watching right there was a, a group, a group of folks um, drumming, dancing, celebrating. This is not what happened when I went to see the movie in Flagstaff. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I'm sure not. As I remember and love Flagstaff, I'm sure not. <laughs> and this was in Seattle, I'm assuming. Yep. Um, was this some sort of special showing, or you just showed up and this was happening? <laughs> No, so yeah, there was um, there were a lot of kind of random special showings kind of going on. I think across the country too, but um, there was a group of people in in South Seattle uh, who were really committed to making sure it was a very like 
um, kind of Afrocentric, Black-centric event for the opening. And so they bought, there's a theater kind of that a lot of people go to in that area. So they bought out the whole theater and mm. they like got all the tickets and then they actually did like a package deal. So you could go to like um, get a t-shirt and a shot glass and some like seasonings and things too. It was really huh. great. And then you get tickets to the show. Um, and then you, there was an after kind of event that they had like soul food for dinner and they were going to have kind wow. of an after party and play like yeah, live music. So, and then um, they kind of, you, you they, ask people to dress up in like very cultural traditional attire or any kind of like African colors to really show pride for the event. And so we bought this very specific package deal because yeah, it was like, if we're going to watch it, I want to watch it with people, um, you know, who I think to your point, like, I know we might have a, a very different experience of our lives, even if we're all black, but we would share kind of in this, like, there was so much celebration around Black Panther before it even had come out. And I think people were like worried too, like, please be a good movie because if you right. suck at the movie, we hype this movie so much. Um, and so it was great to have these moments where you're like, we knew we were going to have an experience that was going to be different anyway, because the theater would just be either all black people or people who knew they were going to an event that was kind of really reserved for black. People. Got it. Okay. So you you had mentioned that um, th- there was some nervousness about whether or not the movie would be good. Right? <laughs> like that sounds like so much hype. And it wasn't only that hype, I'm assuming, right, in the black right. community about Black Panther coming out, right? I mean, I remember reading a lot about that and having a lot of conversations with some of my Black friends about like, um, something I heard a lot was like, I don't know if you can understand what, how big of a deal this is. Um, And a lot of times I was like, I I, I guess I don't, I guess I don't understand. Um, So I'm wondering maybe, Autumn, if you can speak to that a little bit. What what kind of... I mean, there's the pressure, right? And the nervousness. What else was going on maybe in you even around this movie? Well, and it, I mean, I think even when you were talking earlier about kind of um, the the experience of talking about movies by people of color, writers or directors, right? Like there aren't a lot of writers. There aren't a lot mm-hmm. of directors. There's not even that many actors in comparison, right? That are African-American, Black, even people of color in general. So I think the yeah. hype even of like an all-Black cast, right? A Black director. I mean, like these people who all, I mean, almost every person who had kind of a back-end hand to the show, let alone on the screen, yeah. looks like us. So there's this pressure too to, that's like, you're representing us and I hope it's good because people will be like, <laughs> and the movie flopped, right? Like you don't want that. Right. Um, what was What was the experience like actually seeing the movie? Um, like, oh my gosh, was- it was it was beautiful. Um, and I think what was interesting, even lining up to get, because they didn't mail tickets. So you lined up at this place that was right next door, kind of across the street and you got your ticket and then you went in line at the movie theater. Right. Mm-hmm. And there was, I mean, there were people lined up cause they were just like making sure they were not late to this thing, this opening. Huh. So we we're on a very busy street that is very, that used to be a very, um, uplifted kind of black area too. That's been very gentrified. Um, mm. and so this whole block of lines of people were mm. black people or a few people that came with black people completely dressed in either traditional attire or all black right. to represent. So even on the street corner, and I remember cars even stopping at the light because it was on the corner of the building we were mm. waiting at. They would stop and like, what are all of you people doing? And it was black people, <laughs> white people. It was like, what is yeah. happening here? And we were like, oh, it's a screening of Black Panther. And it was great because of this moment to be like, and you're not invited. Like, we, it is our <laughs> thing. And we are here. Because people were like, can I get a ticket still? Like, nope, it already had sold out anyway. But like, yeah. no. 
this is our event and you can't. But it, it yeah. was just like people that were just, I mean, beautifully dressed and put so much effort in their clothes. And mm. even before knowing what people were going to be looking like in the movie, right? We didn't have, now we can have like all these different outfits we could wear, but people were just very Afrocentric or in all black in representation. And so already just leading up to that moment, standing on a corner with those kind of call that night, I was just like, this is amazing. Like I never have I been in a space where this many black people, but we're all just outside very visibly displaying yeah. how much we are committed, right? To see ourselves on screen and support this movie. I mean, and this is all just waiting for the first like scene to even start. Like <laughs> nothing has turned on and we're just in this room and people are like waiting and they're like, this is great. I can't wait. Or like, oh my God, I love your outfit. Like your hair is so cute. Like everybody was dressed <laughs> to the T and it was very uplifting to be kind of like really freeing. Like you could just be yourself and be very excited and not have yeah. to you know, black people, people of color talk a lot about like code switching and having to put on a face and kind of having to live a certain way to kind of at the expense of all these other, you know, white people or other people around them. But to be in a space where you did not have to, like we were loud, people were talking back Mm. to the screen, there were Mm -hmm. moments. I mean, it was just a very emotional, very beautiful moment. And to be with people who look like you, who you knew all were just experiencing the same thing you were. Like there are moments where we were all like, oh, together and it was just like if I was in a white theater because I did watch it again in a theater with white people mostly nobody was making those sounds when I was really? making those sounds yeah. right? it was like you don't get it like you don't care this is an important moment like and that lady took her wig off in this scene, and everybody went like it was an uproar and in a white theater everybody was like I don't get it like it was silent I, I we we watched it last night my family and I watched it again um and I I, it, I was wondering what what kind of even cultural cues or um, little nods or winks am I not getting? Yeah. Um, and so so there's that. And then I think there's also this really amazing thing, which is it's, um, it, we, we love the movie anyway. It, it's like, there's some genius thing that happens in this yeah. that, that, that um, it, we're, we're invited as a white family, I think, into that world. Um, and it, it is accessible to us and it's just excellence. Everything is amazing about it. Right. And I'm just in awe of it every time I watch. And I'm able to also say, there's probably some stuff in this movie that, um, goes over my head, always will. And that that's okay. And I think there was, and I think that was some of like the beauty of like, we can fit in this mainstream, right? Of Marvel mm, okay. movies. And then there were these like moments, you know, and people always talk about the, you know, the colonizer line when they call right. them colonizers. Like, yep. oh my gosh, so many people I know have called white people colonizer as an inside joke with each other. And, and being somebody, you know, ex- explicitly from Africa, Eritrea specifically, but mm-hmm. being from Africa and being part of the diaspora here and growing up there even, there was these moments too of kind of like this secret hidden world of like the Africa, right? That like nobody, mm. or that, you know, where that like you, nobody even knew existed. It was like hidden in this vortex or something is like, and it was almost like, that's how it feels to be African sometimes too, because mm. I remember students, you know, when I was younger, people would be like, do you live in a hut? Do you walk around naked? Like people there like have no food. Do you eat lions or lions are your pets mm. or this like understanding of Africa was so minimal. And I'm like, if you even knew the depths of what ha- was, you know, in Africa and even again, mm. you know, kind of the beauty, but also the pain, right? And then being an, a person who's grown up in America, the fight between kind of T'Challa and Killmonger, but like that is very much my identity. And so there were mm. these pieces too that are like, that's my internal life every day. So there were these moments that were good, beautiful, and ugly. 
Um, yeah. But they they all represented like who we were in ways that were definitely not like outright, right? Where other people would know, like you'd have to be part of it or be very intertwined in the world of a black person to get that like reference wow. without the explanation. And even if it's not yours, not everybody's a wig wearer in the black community, but sure. we all know people and we understand wigs and we understand <laughs> the wig culture. And so if you're married to a black woman, if your mom wore a wig, if your girlfriend ever, like, you know, the world of wigs and hair in the black culture is yeah. expanded that that scene meant something even if you didn't if as a man you wouldn't you know my husband doesn't understand it the same way I do but he understands right. black hair and there's a level and money and like, <laughs> there's a cause right there you know that he's got to be committed to um and so we get that without having to explain that to each other right right and, and that there there were these definitely subtle which Brian Coogler's great at but these subtle hints that he added that I think were um just kind of the icing I think to your point earlier of like it's just such a well done movie but there, right. there were these moments that were definitely like that one was for us like he did that okay. for us he knew what he was doing um, right and who that would speak to so it was great yeah, I'm I'm so interested in the fact that th- there are those little touches, right, where you could say, okay, that's for me, but then there there's grand themes even um, that you're saying. Where I think I get to a certain extent how complicated Killmonger is, right, yeah. and how he's different than any other Marvel villain, some yeah. CGI guy coming down to like yep. laser the world or whatever. He yeah. like you actually get him like right. like you actually you understand okay i mean i i would understand why that might be a motivation of yours so i think i when i was watching it even the first time i was like wow this is a very complicated character um but for you to say that um you saw the struggle that you see around you and even in you between these two characters i mean that that that's pretty amazing to me like how i don't even know how he did it then Right. Yeah, and that's what I mean. I think there was like this space where like you understand me, right? This one mm. random person in this theater, let alone yeah. how that impacts so many. And, and I, you know, talked to a lot of black people of like, I sometimes feel like Killmonger, right? Like I, I feel mm. like I'm him, and I'm like, whoa, that's like pretty ma- massive for a black person to tell me as the person, right, from kind of kind of the T'Challa side of like, oh. And this is why I also feel him. Let's talk, right? Mm. And we can then talk about how even again within our community, there's nuances, but there were people who felt like they were him. There were people that hated him, right? There were people that yeah. felt like they were T'Challa. There were people that hated him. Um, and, and then, yeah, for me, there was this space where I was like, oh my God, he understands my internal struggle, which is like living in two worlds or having, I always say like, I feel like I have two feet in two different societies all the time mm. um, because of that. And almost a third, because white American kind of society is just a whole nother space than black American sometimes. And so, right. Um, and so, yeah, it was these moments where I just, it is that you just felt like seen and heard in so many ways that you never could explain. Or if you tried to explain, felt like you were crazy. And then there's like space for it, right? Mm. And somebody who showed it. And yeah, to your point, very beautifully and subtly in a way where it's not like, then people would be like, I wonder why he did that. Like, who's this guy? Like, he seems real calm. You just wouldn't know unless yeah. me, right? With besides like kind of a general knowing of like, this guy seems real complicated and real confused. And like, right. there's a lot happening for him is very different for, for me particularly. I, I definitely just felt like almost isolated in the theater. Like he gets me. That that's, that feels like next level movie making to me. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, Adam, I really appreciate this. I think it rounds out our discussion really well. I think um, it's good to hear about your experience with this movie so, being so different than mine, which was just like, I went, it was incredible. I loved it. Shot up yeah. to one of my favorite Marvel movies. Um and then I had conversations about it, like, okay, I really missed a lot of what was <laughs> happening here. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, and I think I think at this point in my life, I enjoy that. I like I I like I'm fine with having missed stuff as yeah. long as I'm able to um to learn and listen. So I really appreciate the willingness you had to be patient with me and help me understand some of the stuff I didn't understand already. No, and I I appreciate that point too because it's a great point to be like, right? How, how can you be okay in a level of like, right? As different people, like I'm never going to understand, right? What it's like to mm-hmm. be a white male, and you're never mm-hmm. going to understand. So being able to say like, and that's okay. Like how how do we not kind of cause that as like issues between people, or also like, well, then it wasn't good because I didn't get it, or right? Like that there's a space to be able to just sit in in uncomfortableness and okayness right. that like I will never know how to experience that life. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And I think that's hard for people sometimes. So I appreciate the, the platform and the work that you're doing and that you've always done. I think you've always been really good at trying to make sure you listen and ask questions and be in that. And I think that's the true honest space of like how we're going to move forward as a world, right? I don't think if we can't yeah. do that, it's not going to Yeah. Happen. And the more closed we are at this point, the worse it gets. So yeah. Absolutely. Um, I appreciate it. I'm going to just say Wakanda forever, of course. <laughs> okay, um, and yeah. that's, yeah, that's the most important thing. Yeah, Wakanda forever. Am I allowed to say that as a white guy? I think yes, I can, of right? Yeah, you can. Yeah. You might not get to live in Wakanda ever, but you can totally say Wakanda forever because you wanted to live forever. Right. Awesome. Okay. Well, thanks, Adiam. Have a great thanks day. Thanks so much. All right, man. That was an awesome interview. Like I said, I saved that until this morning to listen to because I was like, I knew you guys were probably going to spoil some stuff. Um, right. But man, that was great. Thanks, Adiam, for being on our podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I might play great. a little bit more of, of that conversation in the future, oh, yeah. but it was such a great conversation. Eye-opening, iris-opening. Yep. It's so good to have these kinds of conversations. I, I, I think I think she said most of what I was going to say. Um, just, just a couple more things. Yep. I love Letitia Wright, Shuri, kind of the cue of the... Oh, my gosh, yes. ...the Black Panther universe. Um, How cool... It, like okay, powerful women in this movie. Yeah, uh, haven't said a ton about that. I mean, absolutely incredible. Like not just like side characters, but like powerful characters. Uh, dramatic, you know, moving the story forward. Powerful, and then yeah, the fact that is is that the first woman uh, that we've seen be that kind of character, like a Q sort of like um, engineer. No, yeah, I think so. I I think that was you very know? purposeful and just really. And she's so funny. Funny. When she calls yeah. Bilbo Baggins colonizer. And I, I didn't yep. understand that that was an actual thing that people <laughs> understand. <laughs> like, mm. and when she sees uh, T'Challa's shoes and is like, yeah. the, the, the more important question is, what are those? <laughs> <laughs> also, she's she had so one of the good. best jokes in the movie, the sneakers. Yep. With the, a Back to the Future 2 reference, right? Yep. Super awesome. Now, um, if, if yeah. you watch the entire MCU, they do that a lot. They, they, okay. Spider-Man in particular, um, they play off his youth and he's always talking about, remember that really old movie? And he, then he'll say something about Empire Strikes Back or about Alien. Um, oh, yeah. And everybody around him will roll their eyes because they're 40 yeah. or whatever. Um, sure. Okay. So that there are also lots of like little Marvel jokes that are happening throughout it. Um, so it, it, I love it. Speaking of that, I, I think one of the things that I think is most amazing about this movie, and I'll end with this, um, is how quickly people latched on to 
the entire world they built and Black Panther in particular. Um, I'll just, I'll, I'll spoil Endgame because I, I really, don't, I really don't know if you'll well, ever I'm going to watch it. Don't tell me what happens. Dang it. I want to play this <laughs> clip to you. That's amazing. You can, you can, I mean, I could just not listen if, if you're doing it for the nation. <laughs> okay, nation. I, I, I promise, dude, I'm going to stink and watch Endgame. I just, I want to show you this clip. I, I do actually want you to watch. It's not going to spoil right. the whole thing. All right, all right. Okay. And, and actually, you won't remember. Most of, most of what I want you to hear is audience reaction here. Okay. 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 Sweet. There is a reappearance of Black Panther mm. in Endgame. Okay. Awesome. Um, and they were wondering when they made Endgame how prominent they wanted Black Panther and company to be because they filmed Endgame and Black Panther and Infinity War all at the same time. Oh, dang. Okay. And so um, they were like, okay, we're going to add this scene in Endgame where Black Panther reappears and yep. hopefully audiences will react well. Uh-huh. Um, these, these videos came out around the one-year anniversary of when Endgame came out, which are uh, live uh, audience reactions. Oh. So people that brought their phones illegally. Yeah. And then they just recorded themselves and the audience around them freaking out when they watched this. <laughs> All right. So uh, the most important thing I want you to notice is how the audience responds. They okay. have not seen Black Panther for a while. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he literally is just standing there. <laughs> Incredible. incredible dude and i i want you to believe me when i say that is how my theater sounded wow. when black panther arrived in endgame I, th there was a girl behind me now spider-man arrives right then also like for, like a couple seconds after him this girl behind me sobbing just yeah. sobbing and her <laughs> friends like trying to console her <laughs> Awesome. So it's it just it's just amazing to me, um, and actually we haven't talked much about. Well, we we've talked about it, but maybe not enough about Chadwick Boseman yeah. and the impact, um, and also the tragedy probably of his yeah. death. So I, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to um, just put another ten minutes of my conversation with Audium mm. after the whistle at the end of the episode, um, right. where we really dig in a little bit more to 
Chadwick Boseman and uh, what he meant to the black community in particular. Um, yes. But it's it's even. I mean, my theater was full of white people. Yep. And that that moment of uh, Black Panther reemerging, uh, th- Marvel had nothing to worry about. They, th- th- it, it, he became like the most popular character. Hmm. It's just amazing the, the way I that it, it. that worked out for them. I love it. I mean, I I love um, that we're seeing a superhero, the protagonist, mm-hmm. the ultimate amazing dude, be a black dude. Yeah. You know, I love that for kids mm-hmm. of all races. Um, I love, I mean, dude, the, the weakest people in the movie were white dudes. You know, like <laughs> the baddest, the bad dudes. <laughs> you know, like it's just... It, it's something we're learning on these on like the way that we've seen people yeah. on screen for yep. decades. Mm-hmm. You know, is it's always the white dude that wins in the end. Um, yeah. And so to us, that's it's part of why we're doing this. We we always resonate with Elliot. It's cool, yep. uh, Elliot from ET, uh-huh. or Luke Skywalker or whatever. It's yep. cool to resonate with somebody that looks different than us, and also it's gotta mean so much more. To somebody yeah. that looks different than us, to see somebody that looks like them, be that bad a, yep, be that hardcore and be that good, yeah. You um, know? one more thing I just gotta say, this thing yep. that I heard, um, as I've been doing some research on this movie, um, that uh, cameras. This is just a, an interesting fact that I found interesting. Mm. Okay, cameras when when filming first started and even up till digital are calibrated according to white skin. Hmm. And so this movie posed a challenge because of all the different shades of dark skin that they yeah. wanted to capture. And they're like, cameras aren't even made wow. correctly to film this movie. Um, so uh, listen, so if, if people are still sticking around with us, these are some of the reasons why we're, we're wanting to bring attention to talk about, uh, movies created uh, by black filmmakers. It's important, uh, and 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 we think that uh, that that movies like this, Black Panther, are just so incredibly good. We want people to see them, and of course, yes. I mean, it, it made one point three billion, and we're assuming <laughs> lots of people listening saw yeah. it. Um, but there's also kind of systematic things that need to change, and I love a movie like Black Panther because it brings a lot of those things to the forefront, even to me. So that is so interesting about the cameras. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I hope this doesn't sound weird. Okay, when we watched the first ten minutes of the movie, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. we turned up the contrast on it, our. It might it might be a, a very TV dark problem. It's a yes. It's like how could like there be a system to like designed yeah. like that like our TV was too like yeah. I yeah, hope it that was doesn't sound weird. That, no, I, but I it think, was like I think you're hitting on something that's true. Literally closed all the blinds downstairs, mm-hmm. turned the contrast up. Yeah. Um, now it does start at a lot of nighttime stuff. It's right, just sure. you know, and probably our TV sucks too. I don't know, but like it did feel like that. And I also remember, dude, when we did VCAT news, me and Alex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember when Chad's brother, the Chad, Jason mm-hmm. was on our team, did yeah. the announcements. That that wasn't issue yeah that i remember it, that 
Yeah, like, and I, I have thought things like that in the past. It was just so crazy to actually read that. Like huh. it, it was it was a it was a camera guy writing this article wow. who had worked on Black Panther. Um, and he was like, we were we were running into technological issues hmm. that were that were steeped in age-old racism. And, and I was just like, the, 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 there's so much depth when it comes to talking about a movie like this. We can't yeah. get to it all. That's why I want to no. uh, put a little bit more of my conversation with Audim at the end here. Great. Um, hey, but oh, go ahead. I, I know we're running out of time. Can no, I just play this fine. clip? It's 15 yeah. seconds. Uh, pop culture happy hour. And mm. I can't remember the woman's name. This is what she says about this movie and Chadwick Boseman and the whole crew. We got a lot of potential it's the, hey man, here. It's the Marvel Universe. You make it your chance. <laughs> when you say, when I say take my money, I mean take it for like the next 30 years because mm. you've laid the groundwork here for all the movies that I want to watch uh -huh. in the future. So I listened to that yesterday or a couple days ago and I was, it actually, it was, it actually made me really sad, dude. Yeah, I know. I that made it. me because she was talking. She was like, "I am buying a season ticket to Chadwick Boseman for the rest of my life, mm -hmm. and Black Panther, yeah. and all this." So, right. I, just, I just I wanted to play that. Well, I pitch an idea to Audium in the clip you'll hear after the whistle about yes. how they can continue okay. the series. Um, uh, I the worst thing I think they could do is pull a Princess Leia. And just use old footage and have to have the actors mm. act around the footage they've already had. And it right. just doesn't work. Or CGI. Don't do that crap. CGI like we, or just always in a mask. Like always right. in the... I'm sure people... Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. That th I mean, that could be an option, huh? It's just like Spi he's I always mean, in the mask. Spider-Man it where the whole thing is like... Remember uh. the uh, Spider-Man 2 or whatever? Like It was like, are we watching a video game? Right. Yeah, so it needs to not only be an, another actor, in my opinion, it needs to be another character, right? You can't yep, just yep. say, no, this is T'Challa. It always has been. Um, I don't think that's going to work. Pull a, uh, 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 from Harry Potter, the, uh, <laughs> uh, Gan not Gandalf. Um, um, but Professor Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Now, I like the second Dumbledore better. I, I'm like, but, I always get set and like, I see that guy and I'm like, oh, that's Dumbledore. And then there's a new one. And I'm like, what? Right. Give me the old one. But yeah, you're right. The second Dumbledore rules. You're totally right. <laughs> um, okay. It's up to you, listener. We want to know, does Black Panther go on the hard drive? Um, what you can do to vote yes or no on whether it's a perfect movie. Uh, Facebook or Instagram are the best places. Instagram is the most fun because they actually you actually can vote yes or no and see the the way things are working out. And so follow us on Instagram, yes. Two Gomers. Follow us on Facebook, Two Gomers there also. Um, and you can vote. Is Black Panther a perfect movie? We have to get to some results real quick. Yep. A hard right turn here into Bill and Ted's Excellent <laughs> Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> the original two gomers. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, we're putting out our full Bill and Ted uh, results show on the bonus disc. You can find that at patreon.com slash two gomers. But we like to reveal the results on this uh, yep. main feed as well. We already spoiled it because I said we don't have a 10th movie yet. Bill and Ted is not oh, on yeah. the list. It's not, Sorry, a, it's not going on the hard drive. I mean, the flash drive, I should say. Yep. Can you believe it? The Xenomorphs are not going to see Bill and Ted, I think... Well, we'll talk about it more in the results that, episode. That's, but. that's most heinous, <laughs> that they're not going to see it. <laughs>
Like <laughs> you, you want to hear the aliens be excellent to each other and party on. Yeah. How right? are they going to know whether to party on or not if they don't <laughs> see Bill and Ted? <laughs> Listen, we get it. Not every movie makes the list. Um, and Bill and Ted did not. But if you want to hear more of that chat, hear some feedback from the nation and hear us talk about the sequels also, you can go to patreon.com slash two gomers. Support the gomers um, from $3.2 and up, and you'll be able to hear that episode coming out on Tuesday. Yeah, we do All a right, full dude. review of Face the Music. Yeah. Brand new, brand new movie. Th- that would be an entire episode of the gomers. So I know. So you got if you want to hear us talk about the third movie that came out like five days ago. Yep. You gotta head over to patreon.com slash two gomers, baby. Yes. All right, dude. Next movie, Anthony's Choice. Rudy. 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 I can't wait. Even though it's Anthony's Choice, I can't wait. That's gonna be a really fun one. Yes, love it. Cool. Two guys who uh never played football. Talking about football for an hour and a half. If you're missing college football, everybody, if you're like us, like not like you, like me, and college football is part of your fall, you're mm-hmm. gonna want to watch that movie, and then well, enjoy, and we'll talk about it next and, week. And I just thought of this: Notre Dame. Period. If Notre Dame is a part of your fall, yeah, that's not. They didn't they come back for like two weeks and like nah. Did yeah, they? Too many COVID cases. So. Not only is there wow. no college football, there's no Notre Dame. Watch Rudy in the next two yes. weeks, and you'll yes. get your fix. Great. All right, dude. Great app. Super fun, man. Stick around after the whistle, and you'll hear more of my conversation with Audium. It's a great one. Awesome. Can't wait, dude. Wait, I already heard it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, have a great week. All right, you too, dude. And happy watching Rudy. I, I, you, you posted something on Facebook that I want to read. This is something that I, I certainly can't speak into it. It really struck me. And so I'm just wondering if maybe we could talk about this a little bit. You said, I'm sending love to the Black community tonight. 2020 has been a traumatic year for us in many ways. It's not just a pandemic for us. Add racism, unjust killings against our people, and the impacts of losing important figures in Black culture all in one year. Hashtag Black Mental Health. Um, Chad, Chadwick Boseman, I, I, you also posted a whole bunch of beautiful pictures of Chadwick Boseman. So, oh my gosh, yes, so wonderful. There's so many out there. Yeah, there, there's no shortage of beautiful pictures no. of Chadwick Boseman. Um, uh, the, the, uh, 
it, it struck me that after you posted all those things, this this kind of losing important figures thing. I mean, 2020 has has been that. Um, it's it's not only um, it's not only the the horrors that are going on, kind of like in the streets and on the ground and and all those things. But then yeah. when when some when a loss like Chadwick Boseman happens, um, how, how, what does that do to the conversation around those things? Yeah, I mean, I think Chadwick too is this. It's it's a very unique person. I've been seeing a lot of stuff about him lately around kind of just like living your truth, right? Living your power, mm-hmm. and particularly around the Black community, right? Like he did um, Jackie Robinson. Like you know, it wasn't just right. T'Challa. He he made mm-hmm. sure to play these figures, um, who which I think was really about uplifting the community, showing the community that they like they're they're present, they're visible, they're important, they're just as important as everybody else. And and particularly these icons that we never recognize, right? Or we recognize them kind of like, you know, uh, when kids are learning in school and you learn about kind of icons in history, but that's that moment and that's it, right? Versus really like, what is the story behind that person? And how come, you know, we treated this person this way? Like Jackie Robinson is great. He was a great athlete. But he also got treated really poorly for a long mm-hmm. like, a, a time, you know. And so I think even um, inclusion, inclusivity in baseball, like that, that's not something we talk about, right? We just say like, oh, right. there's this black guy that was really great. Like it's one unique person as opposed to we created a, a system where they weren't allowed to be engaged anyway, right? So we had to create another avenue. And then, oh, wait, yeah. this one guy just was really good, which is not the truth. Um, <laughs> and so so being able to speak, I think, to those entities that are role models for us mm. and, and are really critical, but who also never get discussed. Right. I mean, I'm very yeah. rarely even in kind of stuff. So I think there's this space of just like the work he did really spoke to not just what he really wanted to do, but for the rest of us, right? For the mm. culture. And mm-hmm. so I think there's a space, you know, John Lewis, Kobe Bryant, Nipsey Hussle, people have talked about all these right. people who have died that have been really important in the community because like we see a space for us, right? They've created kind of not just a very stereotypical door, right? Like he wasn't doing slavery movies only. Mm-hmm. He wasn't only focused on um kind of, you know, the those really the bad parts of history that are African-American history, but also the very beautiful and the great parts and new stuff like T'Challa, right? So so yeah. I think opening a door, creating access, having kids and people see themselves right on screen and in space, um, and then recognizing icons that like no one tends to recognize in that kind yeah. of way. And I think especially after... Uh, Black Panther, he became so popular that seeing then Chadwick Boseman's name right on like uh, Jackie Robinson, you probably will go watch that movie when you might yeah. not have yeah. before if no one right. that was kind of a big shot like Denzel was making it. People mm-hmm. wouldn't go watch that movie at the same rate, right? And so I think um, there's there's just so much wrapped into that. But I think also with the way, the state of the world right now and all the mm-hmm. racial injustice that's always been there, but it's heightened right now. Um, you you almost feel like we had such a win. We had such a moment where hopefully people mm. were recognizing us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Kaepernick even, like who were fighting in a way that they use their platform to fight. And I right. think, you know, I, I met John Lewis before and I love him. Um, and I think even th- he talked about when he was an actor, it was my duty to fight for it just because I actually had a platform and no one else did. And I had to yeah. use that, right? That was my right and duty as somebody who was popular and famous. And I think Chaswick, Chadwick and, and Kaepernick and some of these other people have actually really took, taken that on and ran with it. Unlike a lot of maybe other actors, which we totally understand why they might not, but um, it's such a space of like losing what you feel like you're finally we're breaking through we're like making okay. headway there's like yeah. a chance we could get right in the limelight or in sci-fi or in horror movies with like get out with right um we can break kind of the the, the glass ceiling and the doors uh and and then you lose that person who was doing that so heavily 
almost almost in the same kind of sneaky way that Ryan Coogler made the movie. Like, right, I think there wasn't like an intentional where Chadwick always talked about like, I'm only going to do these type of people. He just made sure he really backed those projects because he yeah. knew that there was a space to make sure we saw ourselves as important. So when we lose these figures, it's almost like, dang, like one more person who was actually kind of in the forefront fighting uh-huh. um, is, is kind of not there anymore. And there was only so many that were doing that, right? And so right. we're not going to make... And, and I think because of a movie like a Marvel movie, he appealed to all kinds of people, right? Like yeah. said, the movie was yep. just great, but he appealed to all kinds of kids and all kinds of people, not just black people in a way where now we're like, shoot, we lost our one kind of avenue or mm. in kind of movies. He could have branched, right? These two sides of people, kind of white yeah. and black. We just see it as that together. And there wasn't, there wasn't really anybody else who was doing that, right? In mm. the same way. Okay, so yeah. That's another reason. Um, you know, I've seen lots of pictures of kids who are, you know, like really upset about it. Kids who dressed up as T'Challa, as we know, for Halloween. Right. Yeah. Years later. Yeah. And they're all different races, right? Like it wasn't mm-hmm. just black kids. And th- to see somebody who doesn't look like them on the other end, right, as like a star and a, a superhero, um, they then open their eyes on the world to somebody who doesn't look like me can be a hero and can be famous, yeah. right? So if you're a white kid, seeing that you see hopefully a world where you're not the only and the best and the, you know, the most important that everybody yeah. is. And so losing him, I think that also like we, we lose that space. But he was also just like a really caring, generous, like nice person and really humbly open about some of that, right? Um, and, and so I think losing a space where you kind of almost feel like you can connect to this person too personally and yeah. then also on screen. And so it's hard. And I think even some of the other people that we've lost, um, they've, it's been hard in lots of different ways, right? Kobe appealed in different ways. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to social justice and, and politics, John Lewis in different ways. I mean, everybody yeah. in, in their own way. But yeah, I think uh, Chadwick just felt like, wow, he was on his in his prime of really being able to hopefully shift the the culture in Hollywood. Yeah, and we might not have that anymore. Yeah, I mean that is that that's helpful. That's helpful for me to understand the loss. I think is it's not just a loss of a, a guy. It's 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 a loss of what. Well, for I mean, he's so young. Yeah, yeah, absolutely that too. Um, yeah. and so it's so so much ahead of him, but not only as an a good actor. Right. right, but but as someone that was um, opening the doors and spaces like you were talking about, I think that that's helpful for me to understand a little bit more. I was thinking like they're gonna they're probably gonna try to recast the role. I guess, um, yeah. Um, I was thinking like they can't, like you can never, right? Like you're gonna have to do some kind of ode and to maybe do some back like clips you have saved of like him, right? Some dying or somewhere, some way you're gonna have to pay respect. But I'm like, who's gonna go watch it with a different T'Challa? I don't know if there will. Yeah, like, you might lose right. your audience. It'll be one of those things where he will have to be replaced by another character. Yeah. Not yeah. another actor. And then I was thinking, man, you know who should do it is Michael B. Jordan. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <They> can't. <laughs> no. <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> they can't use him unless they do something really creative. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he comes back from the dead and then he can be like the new, maybe something happens to T'Challa and he's going right. to, I don't know, yeah, take over. They stuff one of those blue flower petals into his yes, exactly. stab wound and he comes back and he's nice. Something. 
there's no, I was like, literally, I was thinking about the same thing. Like, oh my God, they've been talking about a second black man. They're like, they're, they, you, how would you ever? And if, yeah. as an actor, would you really want to step in those shoes after? No way. Right? I know. Like, it has to be like T'Challa's son. Like, somebody new would have to right. be like, right, some other kind of person. But um, it would be so hard to, and, and, and that cast also seems so connected that I don't know if even, though, you know, and even Ryan Coogler, like, I don't know if they would feel comfortable being people that like wrote, directed, or did anything, right, without a, some right. other storyline to your point, like changing the storyline or the, the, the role completely. Yeah. That would be really hard. So I think Jack, my 14 year old, had the best idea last night. He said they should just make Shuri the yeah. Black Panther, that she's, she's second born. She is. That's true. There's, I don't think, I don't know if they really said anything that it has to be a guy, right? Yeah, no. People love her. Yes, I mean, she, yes. she is like, she's my favorite character in the movie. Yeah, maybe maybe in the universe, right? Like, and yeah. so her stepping into that role might work um, yeah. where they don't have to be like, here's this other guy you've never met. Right. Love him now. Out of nowhere. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So instead take a character that's within, like you were saying, within the kind of the family of actors that are, yeah. that are probably obviously tight already and just yep. moving on from there. But or a movie yeah. about Shuri just, right, like just kind of right. drifting in the other direction. So it's nothing to yep. do with kind of the same fight T'Challa had. She just has yeah. a different, maybe it's about creating stuff for her, right? Being an inventor, she's so great at that. But right. yeah, it's just, that. it was just be so hard. I, I, I totally tell Jackie did a great job. I totally agree. She would be awesome. I love Shuri. 